0: I got to go to countries I never thought I would go, like Israel. I never thought I would go play in Israel. We played against Spanish team, Italian team. I mean just like moving around different seeing different cultures, a uh, different type of basketball. So I feel like these are really cool opportunities that I had.
1: From uninterrupted, this is dialed in. I'm Skye Dickinson from the Athlete Relations Team at Uninterrupted, a place where we are always having insightful conversations with athletes from all over the world. On this show, you're also plugged in because every episode features a different athlete calling in to share their story about what's happening in sports and society. Let's get dialed in.
2: is 18-year-old Killian Hayes. A superstar in the making here.
1: On the line for this episode is 18-year-old basketball phenom Killian Hayes. Born in the United States and raised in France, Killian started playing professionally at 16 and is now considered one of the top prospects in the upcoming NBA draft. This week, Killian connected with Uninterrupted producer and fellow lefty, John Fontanelli, to share why he chose a pro career in Europe over the NCAA.
0: Listen in.
2: Hey Killian, this is John from Uninterrupted. How's it going?
0: Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well, man.
2: I'm doing well. Where are you right now?
0: Right now I'm in uh, Lakeland, Florida. Gotcha.
2: You're with your family in Lakeland?
0: Yeah, I'm staying with my grandparents. My parents are here too, so yeah.
2: So what have these last few months been like for you with this COVID outbreak?
0: Yeah, so right when like the NBA got canceled, the German league started to like talk about canceling the season or postponing it. And so, yeah, we had a a team meeting and uh, they announced that the league would be postponed until like, they didn't determine how long, but it was postponed for at least four weeks. So yeah, we just decided to go back to the U.S. Florida was on lockdown. Uh, the lockdown got uh, over with like last week, so now we're able to go back in the gym and just trying to stay ready for the draft, trying to keep putting some work in and stuff.
2: I'm a big NBA draft enthusiast. I love the draft. I get excited about it every year, seeing new prospects come into the league. Mm-hmm. I've been watching your stuff, and I'm just really blown away with your abilities, man. You're an incredible basketball player. Thank really you. excited to see what you have when you come over and once you get involved with the NBA through the draft. But I want to take it back. You mentioned you're in Florida now, but you grew up in France. If you could just describe your journey of being born in the U.S., Mm -hmm. but then growing up in France and what that was like.
0: Yeah, I was born in Lakeland, Florida in 2001. And at that time, my dad was playing in France, overseas in France. So, like, I was born in in July. And right when the preseason started, I think it was August, I directly went back to France. Since I was born, my dad only played in France, so that's why we stayed in France my whole life. Like, we changed city because you didn't play for the same team every year. But yeah, I grew up in France. I went to school there. I started playing basketball there. I played in the young competitions. I played for the French national team. I started playing pro 16, and and uh, last summer I decided to go to Germany.
2: So how much time did you spend kind of in the United States growing up?
0: I used to do my school year. My dad, uh, like, he did a season. And I had my school year. So like in start of June, end of May, we just fly back to Florida and spend the summer. So I used to spend two months a year in, the, in Florida.
2: And you mentioned your dad's a basketball player. What was that like, being the son of an American who's playing professionally in France?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it was cool because I was able to go to all his home games. I used to go to his practices and just watch his practice. And as soon as he's done, I start my workout after his practice. So it was definitely cool. When I started uh, playing professional, he really helped me on what is it to become a pro, like how serious you got to be, how you got to take care of your body. So I definitely think I had an advantage with my dad playing pro.
2: Would you say that he pushed you towards basketball or is that something you always had an interest in yourself?
0: No, he never pushed me to do anything. In France, soccer is the main sport. So like in school, I used to always play soccer. I used to play soccer and basketball, but I was just like way better at basketball and I felt like I loved it more. So I just stuck with basketball.
2: At what point growing up did you realize that you had what it takes to be a professional player?
0: All throughout the young leagues, I remember like on each team I was, I was dominating and all that. But I feel like under 16, uh, European championship, like we won that year and like I got MVP of that uh, tournament. And I, I felt like that's when I got put on the map and I started gaining like way more confidence.
2: Playing professional basketball when you're only 16 years old, what was that like?
0: I mean, it's two different games. When you're playing the youth teams, it plays at a faster pace. Like if you turn the ball over, it's okay. Like the coach won't yell at you. Just get back on defense. And then when you come to the pros, first of all, it's way more physical. You play against uh, some vets that really know the game. In the pro, if you turn the ball over, like your ass gonna sit on the bench and there's only a few mistakes allowed, like little to none. So I feel like adjusting to that, uh, adjusting to the game. I had to change my body, put some weight on. Just get adapt to it. It started at practice first. I used to just only practice with the first team, and then in the season, I think some players got hurt, and I got my chance to play pro.
2: Would you say overall that was a pretty good experience? Turning pro so young, or was it a bumpy road? Did you find yourself handling it pretty well?
0: I mean, it was a bumpy road. I handled it pretty well, but um, it was definitely like hard. It wasn't easy, like. You can see like my stats were in all that. If I was playing eight minutes a game, I was happy with it. Cause in the French league, there's an under 21 league and I used to play in that, I used to play 30 minutes and then the game right after was the pro and I used to play eight minutes for that one. So I was kind of burnt for the games, but I just took my chances. Uh, I had some good games, but I had like a lot of bad games. So it was just like a learning process. Welcome back to The Jump. That was LaMelo Ball on yesterday's show with Rachel Nichols announcing that he'll play professionally in Australia instead of trying to go the college route. LaMelo joins R.J. Hampton as the latest player to skip the NCAA. Both will be in Australia's NBL next year, and they say this option will better prepare them for the NBA. So
1: what does this say about the sport of college basketball? There's been a groundswell of change. The G League is going to start paying kids. Listen, scouts are going to see you more when you're in the NCAA. There's no doubt about that. Uh, But I do think that being able to play against grown men every single day,
2: being able to focus on strictly basketball, you know I think it's a really attractive option for 18-, 19-year-old kids looking to go this route. When you're coming up, you're a teenager, you're finding your way in basketball. Is there any part of you that wanted to come back to the US and play high school or college basketball in the United States?
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember like when I was in high school, I really want to go to the US, play high school ball there, go to college and all that. But then me and my dad, we had a conversation. He told me that uh in the in Europe, in France especially, I was kind of unique cuz I had kind of like both styles of play. And if I go to the U.S., like, I'll be like any other kid. I won't have, like, anything special at that age. Like, everybody can do crossovers. Everybody can conduct like that in the U.S. Like, in France, like, having ball handling and all I had at that time was kind of, like, unique. So he felt like staying in France would be better. Also, like, playing pro and learning how to be a pro earlier will uh, really give me an advantage.
2: Do you think ultimately that was the right choice for you, to stay in Europe and become a professional early on?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I never gr- regret my decision. I felt like this was, I will never be in the position I am today if I think, if I went to the U.S. Or probably I still be, but I will have a way different path.
2: What do you think is the biggest advantage that you gained by turning pro and playing in Europe?
0: I feel like learning early because I, I played with ex-NBA players. I played with some vets that played in League. I just felt like I learned a lot about the game, on how it works. Uh, on and off the court, how to handle myself. And really adjusting to playing against grown men, I feel like that really helped me. Like I got to go to countries I never thought I would go, like Israel, I never thought I would go play in Israel. We played against Spanish team, Italian team. I mean, just like moving around and different, seeing different cultures, a uh, different type of basketball. And also like, I even changed countries. I, I had to adapt to a whole new country, like Germany. I never been there before. I don't know how to speak the language. So I feel like these are really cool opportunities that I had.
2: Have you played against any of the top U.S. players? Are there any players over there that you would say are the top tier, best players that you've gone against so far in your career?
0: I remember, I think that was like in 2017, I was picked to go to uh, Adidas Nation. And uh, I remember playing against like RJ Hampton, Jalen LeQ, like was, uh, all like the top high schoolers at that at that time. I said the best professionals I played against got to be like Milos Telvisic. Norris Cole was pretty tough. DeBuss. I mean, I played against a lot of uh, great players.
2: Okay, so Killian Hayes is my top-ranked prospect. Okay. I have him number one. He's a 18-year-old guard who played in France last season. It's about the the size and ability to create a shot and make smart decisions. And those are all areas that Hayes excelled. But I really have to enjoy his high IQ, the finding teammates, setting teammates up, not afraid to take the shots himself. There is a lot to like about Killian Hayes. Hayes looks like a guy that if he comes in and starts and plays 30 minutes a night, he'll be a top 100 player. As you get ready for the NBA draft, how do you see yourself as a prospect? What do you think you bring to the table?
0: I mean, definitely my core vision. I feel like I can adjust to the NBA pace quick since I'm used to like playing against grown men. And I feel like every year I just get to another level and I, get, I keep getting better and better. So with the league and all the trainers and... How did they they'll take care of me? I feel like I, I can only get better. But I definitely feel like my core vision, the way I see the game, the way I, I read it. Uh, Defensively, I can bring a lot to the table if I fully commit on defense and not, not only think about offense.
2: As someone born in the United States but being raised in France, who were your favorite NBA players growing up?
0: Definitely uh, Dwayne Wade was my favorite player growing up. But then I, try, I really look at lefties because I'm a left-handed player. Players like uh, Manu Ginobili, of course, James Harden, D'Lo, Joe Inglis, like uh, a bunch of guys like that.
2: Who would you say you model your game after? Is it some combination of those guys or is there one player you feel like your skill set really matches up with?
0: A lot of people compare me like to uh, Doran Dragic or like D'Lo, but I really try to model my game after Manu Ginobili.
2: He's an amazing player. That's a good guy to model your game after.
0: Yeah, I mean, he won four championships. He was just a great player. Like, you can see his footwork, his core vision, uh, his basketball IQ was just great.
2: Have you had any conversation with folks about when the NBA draft might be or what that preparation is going to be like for you not knowing when the NBA draft is?
0: I mean, it it would change because right now we're supposed to be in uh, Chicago to work out with Will Bynum. with everything that's going on there's a lot of uncertainties so i mean hopefully it'll go the draft will be in august or september but like people trying to figure out when if they're going to start the the nba season or not yet so if they got an idea of when the nba season will start they will know more about the, the nba draft
2: killian i really appreciate the time man wish you the best of luck training down there in florida and really looking forward to hearing your name called on draft night
0: Thank you. Yeah, hopefully. I hope the draft will be soon.
2: For sure. As someone who loves the NBA draft, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, obviously, they have to figure out what they're going to do with the end of the 2020 NBA season. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping that's a special experience for you and your family, that you guys have a great night, and that you end up landing with a team that really helps you get the most out of your game and helps you become a star over here.
0: Yes, sir.
1: Thanks for listening to Dialed In. For more episodes, subscribe to the Uninterrupted We Run This Station feed wherever you get your podcasts. Hit us up on social media at Uninterrupted and tell us which athletes you would like to hear dialed in. Talk soon.